You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Saturday, October 9th, 2021. Coming up on the show today, we've got William Shatner headed into space. <laughs> SNL parodies the whole billionaire space race thing with uh, a new fake Star Trek series. There's a trailer coming for the upcoming docu-series, The Center Seat. And finally, we've got some animation news and also news of a new event uh, that's going on weekly that you're going to want to check out. My name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, just a reminder, again, if you're listening to me on the podcast today, you are welcome to join us on the live stream every Saturday at 2 p.m. on YouTube. That's at youtube.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Uh, Also, be sure to stick around after the show today. We're doing a little bit of show and tell, uh, and we'll be looking at the poll, which is running simultaneously on Twitter and on the live stream today. Uh, Today's poll question is... Would you like to see a full-length animated Star Trek series, yes or no? And uh, the the reason for that question will become apparent later on in the show. Uh, But for now, uh, let's go ahead and get started. And um, before I actually get into the news news, I do want to mention that this uh, live stream today is going on at the same time as New York Comic Con, and they are uh, broadcasting some of that stuff on the live stream, so uh, you might want to go check them out too uh, after after this. Stuff is coming out, and some of it we've heard about already, uh, some of it you'll hear about it on the show next week, but one thing that we definitely have seen already is the uh, new trailer, two-minute-long trailer for Star Trek Discovery Season 4. Uh, I'm not going to describe it uh, because I have to watch it a few more times, but I, I can say that if you like Discovery, you will like the look of the new trailer. It's nice and juicy, it's long, there's plenty of Easter eggs to find in there if you're looking for them, uh, so go and see that. Um, you definitely can see it on Twitter at uh, the official Star Trek account, at Star Trek. I'm not sure whether it's up on YouTube or or what yet, because I've only just found it a few minutes ago. So uh, go and check that out. Let me know what you think, and we'll we'll talk more about it on the show next week. Right, so first up, (laughs) big news. Uh, William Shatner is actually going to space, and uh, no matter who you are, whether you're a Star Trek fan or not, whether you follow Star Trek blogs or not, you probably will have heard this because it hit CNN, it it hit Reuters, AP, all of the big news sites. Uh, It was announced last week uh, by Blue Origin, that's uh, Jeff Bezos's sort of space flight company, that William Shatner is going to be on their next flight, which is going up on October 12th. Let me see. Uh, October 12th, uh, it's going to be broadcast live on blueorigin.com uh, around 8.30 a.m. Central Time is when it's scheduled. Uh, of course, that's going to be subject to change. Uh, if you want to tune into that, uh, all of the coverage starts at about 7 a.m. It's T-minus 90 minutes, so uh, it'll be 7 a.m. Central Time. But yeah, so they announced this uh, through the Blue Origin uh, Twitter account. I think we'd actually heard rumors before they announced it, but uh, they announced it on... Uh, October 4th, what day was that? Uh, Monday, that um, William Shatner would be joining the uh, New Shepard 18 crew. Um, and William Shatner, of course, retweeted that and said, so now I can say something. Yes, it's true. I'm going to be a rocket man. Um, and of course, that's a reference to his very famous rendition of um, Elton John's Rocket Man, which you can find on YouTube if you want. Um, 
let's uh, let's see. So it's it's actually a short flight. So this is not like William Shatner is going up to be on the International Space Station for a few weeks. It's one of those. It's technically space, but not quite. So uh, here's uh, what our writer wrote earlier this week. That was uh, Jack wrote the article for us. So go check that out on the website. Uh, the roughly 10 to 12 minute flight dubbed NS18 by Blue Origin will be the second manned space flight for the company following the launch in July, which took Jeff Bezos, the owner, into space alongside with his brother Mark and two others, including NASA legend Wally Funk. Now, if all goes well for NS18, Shatner will break the the record for the oldest person to fly in space. He's age, he's 90, and uh, Wally Funk, who held the previous record, was 82. Um, they are passing what's called the Carmen Line. Uh, it's, it's a point 62 miles above sea level, which uh, <laughs> many people uh, consider to be the place where Earth ends and space begins, although um, I think most of us know that's... <laughs> Not exactly like a line. But uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Um, if you would like to tune into that, like I said, that's happening on a Tuesday, October 12th uh, at blueorigin.com. And uh, we wish William Shatner the very best. Uh, I have concerns over a 90-year-old guy going into space, but he seems to think that it's okay. So hmm. now, uh, speaking sort of of space flight, coincidentally, this was also, uh, well, last week was... <laughs> Uh, last week was the week that Saturday Night Live decided to lampoon the what's called the billionaire space race. So Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson are all in various forms of sending things to um, the final frontier. So SNL, uh, as they often do, uh, lampooned the whole business uh, by making a new... <laughs> a new Star Trek show called Star Trek Ego Quest... Uh, and it starred Owen Wilson as Captain Jeff Bezos. Uh, he had a little uh, space race, literally, with uh, a, a Richard Branson lookalike. And um, Owen Wilson's brother, Luke Wilson, even played Jeff Bezos' brother, Mark, uh, along on the flight as well. Um, it was very good. So go check that out. That's on the Saturday Night Live YouTube from last week. And uh, while you're there, uh, you can uh, hop over to a couple of other classic ones. So uh, Star Trek V, The Restaurant Enterprise, that had William Shatner in it. And my personal favorite, uh, Star Trek Lost episode, which actually starred Chris Pine as a Shatner-era Captain Kirk. Uh, but it, that's the one that um where we had uh Spocko <laughs> I, I want so badly to do a Spocko impression right now but it it's a little embarrassing um maybe maybe another time uh side note this apparently was the week that we're talking about like comedy star trek uh lampoons because coincidentally as well um this Wednesday was the something anniversary, I can't remember what, of the 30th anniversary of, uh, it was 30 years of Star Trek. It was a television special, and that television special was uh, the origin of the infamous uh, Star Trek Voyager and Frasier crossover, which starred uh, Kate Mulgrew as Captain Janeway, and then the entire cast of Frasier uh, being on the bridge of a starship. That's wonderful. That story is also on dailystartreknews.com and uh, along with the video. And um, yeah, it's a long tradition, as you can see, of SNL uh, loving Star Trek. 
Right, so our next story today is also television, and it's not quite Star Trek exactly, but it's Star Trek um, adjacent. So we told you several months ago about uh, a new docu-series that's coming to the History Channel, and it's called The Center Seat. Um, this is produced by the Nacelle Company, who uh, previously did uh, The Toys That Made Us and a couple of other things. They also produced Gates McFadden's new uh, podcast, um, Gates McFadden Investigates Who Do You Think You Are? And of course, um, we interviewed her uh, a few months back. So go and, go and check that interview out. We talk a little bit more about that podcast. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about The Center Seat, which is coming out, quote unquote, this fall from uh, the Nacelle Company on the History Channel. And it's all about uh, 55 years of Star Trek. It's a docu-series, and they boast uh, lots of interviews with lots of interesting people. And this is the first time that we've actually seen a trailer. So uh, what's this show about? Uh, Center Seat, 55 years of Star Trek. Uh, each episode focuses on a different chapter in the groundbreaking program's history, ranging from its inception at Lucille Ball's legendary production company, Desilu, to its later iterations, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. We've got interviews with the cast, crew, and experts. They are re- apparently... <laughs> revealing never-before-seen backstage stories and fresh insights. No stone is left unturned, they say, including lesser-known aspects of the franchise like the animated series in Phase 2. Now, having seen the trailer, I think those of us who uh, live and breathe Star Trek and have read an awful lot of stuff about it in the past probably aren't going to be too surprised, but... I would encourage you to watch the trailer. Um, it looks like there's going to be some stories that haven't been told before. Uh, and there's interviews in there with people who we don't actually hear from that often, including Kirstie Alley and Robert Beltran. It's looking like it's going to be a really interesting series. So look out for more information about the center seat, 55 years of Star Trek. Uh, we should have a release date here in the next couple of weeks, um, or an announcement of the release date here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, you'll be sure you'll be sure to hear about it here first. All right. So uh, in just a couple minutes, I'm going to talk to you about we've got some animation news, which is I think is exciting. You'll have to judge for yourself. Uh, but I do want to remind you that this show is supported by our Patreon supporters. And it's not just our show. Um, this is just a thing that I do to try and talk to you guys about uh, what's going on in the Star Trek multiverse. But don't forget, there's a whole uh, website behind us. We also have our uh, daily newsletter and the Patreon, the support that we get through people like you through Patreon uh, helps support all of those things. It's not just me here talking to you on YouTube and on the podcast. It also goes to paying our writers and paying for our websites, um, all, all of the things that we put together to make sure that we are getting the news to you wherever you happen to be. So if you like what we do and uh, you'd like to see more of it, you'd like to support us, please consider chipping in with a monthly pledge. It's just a, uh, from just a dollar a month or more. Uh, and if you subscribe for a year, you can get a discount on that. So for a whole year, you can support us from just about $10. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news if you want to check it out. And I'd be really appreciative. Also, I just want to remind you that we've got a giveaway going on right now. And it ends tonight, <laughs> and it's for 
I will show you. Uh, it is for a hardback copy of the autobiography of Mr. Spock. Uh, it's edited by Una McCormick. It's super easy to enter. Uh, if you go to dailystartreknews.com forward slash giveaway, you can get all of those details. Uh, it's just uh, retweet a tweet or send me an email. Uh, and of course, uh, the big news for this one is that it's open to international uh, listeners, watchers, fans. Um, a lot of times they I can't open them to international people, sorry, international outside of the U.S., uh, but it doesn't matter. Wherever you are in the world, enter. If you win, I'll send it to you. Uh, so, yeah, that's once again uh, dailystartreknews.com forward slash giveaway and good luck. Remember, that ends this evening, Saturday, October 9th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. <laughs> And uh, yeah, good luck. Okay, so animated stuff. Uh, okay, so animation is like growing rapidly. And uh, I know a lot of us talked last year with the pandemic how animation was something that was more or less able to just keep going because you don't actually have to get people next to each other. Um, and, you know... Star Trek in particular seems to be investing in animation. We will, in a couple weeks' time, have two animated shows going on, two animated Star Trek series, which is kind of amazing. Um, and, you know, they're putting um, energy behind the merchandise as well. And one of them is that the Star Trek Lower Deck soundtrack actually came out this week. Uh, at one point today, I saw Chris Westlake, who was, who was behind the soundtrack, was saying that it's uh, number one in television soundtracks. Uh, so it's been very popular Go and check that out. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere. Uh, haven't checked if it's on Apple Music yet. Probably is, though. Uh, and it's got all of the great music from Star Trek, Lower Decks, lots of tracks. Then, this is a bit that I'm excited about. And I, those of you who have been listening to or watching this show for a long time will know that I am really fascinated by the business side of Star Trek. Um, you don't get a franchise like Star Trek to have the amount of longevity and cultural permeation that Star Trek has had without a really, really good business model behind it. And so every time something, you know, um, on the periphery happens, I tend to, like my little ears prick up and I tend to notice, um, you know, this happened... Uh, I'm going to toot my own horn here for a second. This happened when um, Paramount started talking about um, acquiring uh, streaming services in Latin America. And I was like, they're expanding. They're expanding Paramount Plus, uh, Pluto as well. Uh, those kind of things, those machinations all seem really fascinating to me. And ultimately, even though it's, you know, boring businessy business, they contribute to the longevity of our franchise. And even if you don't like what they're doing on the business side, the fact is that when Star Trek keeps going, we keep getting merch, we keep getting uh, Star Trek conventions, we keep getting costumes, etc. So uh, I'm for it. Anyway, that's a side, a side note, uh, because this next story is about something that seems a little innocuous, but uh, Ramsey Naito, who is the, uh, what is she, she currently works for Nickelodeon. She's Nickelodeon president of animation, and she has recently been I won't say elevated, but her role has been expanded to also include Paramount Pictures animation. And it's actually called the Paramount 
Animation. Yeah, it's actually called Paramount Animation. So Ramsey Naito, who was previously of Nickelodeon, um, her new title is going to be President Animation and Development, Paramount Animation, and Nickelodeon Animation. And that's according to a report from、uh, Deadline.com this week. So、um, Brian Robbins, who I believe we talked about last week or the week before, he's the new Paramount,、uh, new Paramount CEO. Uh, he said about Ramsey Naito, he said,、uh, Ramsey is one of the savviest executives and creative minds in our industry. During her time at Nick, she has transformed and reinvigorated the animation studio division with her sharp business instincts, deep stable of relationships, and unique eye for great storytelling. And I'm thrilled to have her bring her talents to this expanded role where she can further elevate our overall animation business. Now, why do we care? <laughs> It's a good question.、Um, why we care because she's part of the executive leadership team who helped bring us Star Trek Prodigy. So,、um, Star Trek Prodigy is arguably one of the most promising new series that they've got because it's the first one that's really ain't like, like explicitly aimed at a youth audience. And it's animation, it's a new.、Uh, Segment of the market, shall we say. And she's also done another, a number of other great <laughs> shows like,、uh, I love this, Baby Shark,、uh, the new SpongeBob SquarePants,、uh, Blues Clues, and of course the reboot of Rugrats, if you remember Rugrats.、Uh, so she's done a lot of really great things for Nickelodeon, and now she's going to be、uh, looking over、uh, animated films, which is why I said for our poll today, would you watch a Star Trek full length animated feature film?、Um, because, you know, part of the reason I do stories like this on this show and on the website is because I can't wait for a year's time when they announce that they're doing a full length animated Star Trek film. I don't know if I'd watch it. I probably will because I'm a Star Trek fan and I tend to, but, you know, that,、uh, that marks. Development for the franchise and moving into uh, uh, just a, a new market, and they at the very least could test that out. I would love to see that.、Um, yeah, sorry, I'm a, I'm a business stuff nerd, and you, know, you guys know that I'm a fan of the, of the、um, strategy that they've been doing, which is basically exploring new markets and reacting to how people、uh, react to the franchise. And I think so far they're kind of killing it. So,、um, That's, that's why I'm excited about this story.、Uh, full disclosure, I am a Viacom CBS shareholder. I have five shares of Viacom CBS. So,、uh, not, I don't have any inside information or anything. But that's that. Okay. So,、uh, that's the business stuff. That's the animated stuff.、Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, and it's just very exciting from an animated perspective, especially for those people who are complaining that they can't share Star Trek with their kids.、Uh, that is no longer true. Um, I will absolutely be forcing my children to watch Star Trek Prodigy. So, there. Right.、Uh, so, I don't usually go over events on this show.、Um, I tend to stick them to the weekly,、um, the, the weekly article that goes on the website, dailystartreknews.comslash events,、uh, and, and it goes in the newsletter as well. But I just wanted to signpost something special because I think people,、uh, if you haven't already heard about it, you might actually get pretty excited. So,、uh, if you've heard of Virtual TrekCon, it's by the same people behind the Seventh Rule, s o r o k Lofton, Ryan T. Husk,、uh, Melissa Longo.、Um, they are putting on now, uh, vir- uh, vir- 
what do they call it? Virtual Trek Cons Sunday Mini Cons. And those are like mini conventions that are running virtually every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. Pacific time now through like Christmas. Uh, let me just double check. Uh, I don't, I can't remember the end date, but it's now through the end of the year. And they literally have one every Sunday, including tomorrow, Sunday, October 10th, which by the way is my birthday. It's beside the point. Anyway, um, so uh, on 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 deck for tomorrow, they've got uh, the seventh rule is talking about DS9's Mpok Noor. Michelle Hurd is on there. Um, looks like an interview with Mike McMahon. Uh, there are some podcast premieres. Uh, uh, Fred Tatashore from Star Trek Lower Decks is going to be uh, is going to be on there. All of that information is on virtualtrekcon.com. Also, if you follow them on Twitter at virtualtrekcon, they're giving out. Uh, details on there as well. So like I said, that is a that is a new entry in the recurring events section. And I wanted to make sure that I drew special attention to that because I think a lot of people will find that stuff, that content really, really interesting. Um, also, if it's been a while since you visited uh, or looked at the events listing on, on dailystartreknews.com, go and check it out. I do that every week, uh, helpfully compiled by Marina Kravchuk, who many of you know. Um, and it's got you know all the events that you might want to go to and a whole bunch of regular stuff. So there's some Star Trek uh, Twitter uh, hashtags that you might want to join in. Uh, watch party. Uh, there is an, uh, a blind users group that look that watches Star Trek with audio descriptive and then they get together and talk about it. There's also currently, although it's probably going to be ending soon, a uh, in-person Star Trek Lower Decks watch party in, um, in New York City. And of course, Sid City Social Club, which is always going on every couple of weeks. So please go over there, check that out, and hopefully join in on something if you're not already. Right. So that is it for the news uh, this week. Well, it's not it for the news this week. That, <laughs> all of these stories and then a whole bunch more are, are available on our website. So we have a great team of writers. They, they keep the website full of great Star Trek stories every week. If you want to hit all of these, plus all the ones that I didn't have time to mention, uh, sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter. That's at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. It comes to your inbox every day. It's totally free. We don't collect your information and um, it'll just keep you in the know and you don't have to do anything. You, it just comes to you. So uh, yeah, so do that. Right, so up next on the show, we've done the news section. Now we're going to do the fun <laughs> live streamy live stream stuff. Um, let's see. So a reminder for those of you who are in the chat or watching along live, please go ahead and uh, enter the Twitter uh, the poll. Uh, sorry, I nearly said Twitter poll because I am actually running it on Twitter simultaneously and we'll look at the results here in a second. But basically, I want to know, would you like to see a full-length animated Star Trek film? It's a yes or no question. should be pretty easy. Right. So let's go into... I'm really excited about this one. Uh, Star Trek uh, show and tell. Now, first of all, I'm disappointed because I there is a distinct lack of people showing me the stuff in show and tell. So please write to me with your show and tell. <laughs> I would love to see it. Also, if you're on uh, if you're on Twitter, um, post a picture and at me. I would love to retweet it and share it with everybody else because uh, I, everybody loves their Star Trek stuff, and 
I just want to encourage you, if you are a Star Trek fan, go out and do Star Trek things. There's a reason I leave the events page up um, because there's really nothing like hanging out with other Star Trek fans. And part of the reason I like to do uh, Star Trek show and tell is because it's stuff that I've accumulated from just being out there and among Star Trek people. And uh, I'm hoping that it kind of like inspires you to go and have these experiences for yourself as well. Okay, so uh, <laughs> a little bit of a backstory. Um, I was never a comic reader. I always kind of thought comics were cool, but I was never much of a comic reader. Uh, I was definitely, when I was younger, I used to really like manga, but I would never buy anything because if you <laughs> look at manga, they have like, like any given story has like 50 books and they're all, you know, they're not expensive they're not too expensive but they're not cheap either it's kind of a commitment so I never really bought anything for myself um through this show uh really when I started covering uh the Star Trek Picard countdown series I really started to get to know comics and my local comic book shop shout out to Alakazam Comics in Irvine um and What's funny is that what I'm about to show you actually kind of predates my enjoyment of comics. Um, but it's kind of a like weird little story and actually never would have happened if I had been a huge comic fan. It, it, so it's kind of ironic. It happened because I really didn't read comics at the time. And, and it really um, it probably is part of why I started getting into it. Anyway, enough waffling on this. This is a copy of Star Trek New Visions from IDW Comics. And this is a photo play by John Byrne, and it is signed by John Byrne. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. It says, to Kenna, the first one's free. Uh, so the story behind this... Uh, in 2016, which was the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, uh, I had... Uh, through a, a number of just serendipitous circumstances, I was able to go to uh, the, the STLV convention. Um, I never, ever thought I would ever go. Um, I was living in England at the time, so it was kind of an amazing thing. One day I'll tell the whole story. Uh, part of it's not my story to tell, but uh, for a number of circumstances, I ended up at STLV. And at the time, I was working with the Priority One podcast, who are awesome, and you should go and check them out. Um, PriorityOnePodcast.com. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot. Priority One and Women at Warp are both at New York Comic Con this weekend. They've got panels going on. They've got interviews, all sorts of stuff. I totally meant to tell you about them. Go and follow their Twitter accounts or their social media on Facebook. They're posting up everything they're doing, lots of pictures and stuff. And there's a lot going on at New York Comic Con this weekend. So at Priority One Podcast and at Women at Warp, both of them. Go and follow them immediately. Anyway, Coming back to the STLV story, I was with Priority One Podcast at the time, and we had a table uh, in the vendor's hall, and it was kind of out of the way, but it turns out it was a great, great location. So if you've ever been to STLV, when you go into the vendor's hall, if you go in and you turn left against the wall, down the end was, was Priority One, followed by IDW, followed by Make It So. So shout out to Mickey if she's around because she's always in that corner. 
and it sort of seems out of the way, except you realize that there is a fire exit right there, and that is the fire exit out, out of which they take all of the celebrities. <laughs> so that is a fantastic place to be because all of the celebrities walk past to go out that door and out to the loading dock and outside. Um, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, we were sat next to IDW Comics, and I didn't really know IDW at the time. In retrospect, looking back, it was a ridiculously small table. And I don't understand why they had such a small table there because IDW had the license for Star Trek comics at the time. And it was the 50th anniversary. I just, I just, I just, I don't understand. And why we were next to them. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, um, at the time, they had a very special guest by the name of John Byrne. And if you don't know who John Byrne is, he's like a, he's like, he's a pretty mega person in the Star, in, not in Star Trek, in, um, in the comic universe. Um, he was responsible, I found out way after the fact that for, among other things, the Phoenix Saga part of X-Men, which I never read the X-Men comics, but when I watched the X-Men animated series, the Phoenix Saga was like what got me into X-Men. And I still love X-Men because of the Phoenix Saga, and that was John Byrne. So all I knew was I was hanging out at the table. There was this guy. Uh, people would come up and talk to him. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't know who he was, but I was chatting to him because he seemed really nice. He, he drew on the table. <laughs> it's a cloth, it's a cloth tablecloth, but he drew with a Sharpie on the table. I have a picture of it somewhere. I wish I would have tried to take the tablecloth or something because, uh, you know, it was one of those moments I had no idea who he was. And after the fact, I can't believe I met him. So we were talking about comics. And I mentioned that, like, I like comics by conceptually, but I didn't really read them at all. And so he grabbed this and he went to the guy who was working the booth and he's like, is this all right? He grabbed this and he, and he signed it and then he gave it to me. And I was just kind of blown away. I was going by uh, the sort of the stage name Kenna at the time on Priority One. So it's... To Kenna, first one's free, and it's signed by John Byrne. And, you know, I thought, wow, free stuff. <laughs> and I thought, okay, it's great. It's photo play by John Byrne. I don't, if you don't know what a photo play is, they're weird. What they do is that they take actual, like, images from the series. Sorry, it's really blurry. Uh, actual images from the series, and they recut them, and they, re they like, edit them together and put... Um, put speech bubbles and things. They basically make a comic out of old Star Trek episodes. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, that's the thing. Sorry, I waffled on that. I just, you know, from time to time, I really just cannot believe that that happened. But that's what happens when you kind of go out and you put yourself out in the world in spaces that you love. Things happen. Um, the other thing that I keep in this comic, and this is super weird, is... Um, that was a big year for Priority One and for me and the people that I worked with on Priority One because they, um, for the 50th anniversary, we had a Roddenberry stage. And I, I, we were not um, at the time part of the Roddenberry Podcast Network. That happened later. And, uh, but Roddenberry Entertainment had a stage in, it was a sort of a small stage kind of in the cafe. 
and they programmed it full of fan content. They did the same thing again this year. Um, and so we had a, we had a panel and that first, that first STLV, I, I got to say that I was on a panel on stage technically, uh, at STLV. We did that with, uh, with some folks from Star Trek online and it was a hugely, hugely enjoyable experience. And, um, it was one of those things that like it never should have happened and yet it did. So there's that. Anyway, so that's to Intel. Please, you know, talk to me about your Star Trek stuff. I know you've got some stuff. I know you have things that you found in the back of a thrift store or whatever. I would love to see them and I would love to share them with everybody else. Right, so I'm going to take a couple of minutes uh, just to go in the chat and, and see what's there. Also, just want to remind you guys, there is a there is a super chat feature on YouTube. So if you, if you have a comment that you'd definitely like for me to address, you can do that. Um, it's down in the bottom somewhere. I've never used it myself, but it's there. If you, if you have something, a burning important question that you'd like me to answer, please use that. It helps me find it easier. So let's see. A lot of people in the chat saying that, uh, talking about STLV and how cool it is and how, how much they'd love to go. STLV is amazing. Um, it, it is a unique place and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to articulate what it is about STLV. For me personally, it's the fact that it's self-contained. I think probably some the people who go on the cruise probably have a similar experience. Uh, at, at, in the Rio Hotel, which is two towers plus the convention center, everything's really self-contained. If you don't want to, you never have to leave the Star Trek convention. You can roll out of bed, down the elevator, into the Star Trek convention, and then roll out of the Star Trek convention into bed and do it all over again for five days straight. That's unlike many of the other conventions because... Um, so for instance, Chicago, I, and, and New York, like uh, the New York convention and everything is the same. The, the convention center usually doesn't have, um, a hotel attached. There's, there's often like an official hotel that's nearby. And a lot of people, like if you ask around, a lot of people will go to the same hotel. Uh, but you lose that sort of magic of everybody spilling out of the convention center into the same place. And you, you, you lose a little bit of the magic. And I think that's part of why STLV is so incredible. Um, next year, it's not going to be at the Rio. They're refurbishing it. And I think they're taking it to Bally's or something. I don't know. We will see. Um, I hope that the determination of fans and the determination of creation to keep it going in Las Vegas will, will, will keep it going, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, okay. Hang on, we got two people from Portugal. Uh, hello to Sofia and to Sergio, both from Portugal watching. That's amazing, you guys. Uh, I can't say anything in Portuguese, so I will just say hello. Uh, also, thank you to everyone saying happy birthday. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, Jay-Z in the chat reminds us that uh, Prodigy is going to be the uh, first first episode or first, I'm not sure how many episodes, probably just the first one, is going to be screened at New York Comic Con tomorrow. Uh, so uh, be aware that you might end up seeing spoilers. Do you guys know how to mute stuff on like Twitter and social media? If you don't, 
there is a mute function. I don't know if you can do the same thing on Facebook. I, for certain, I know you can do it on Twitter. You can tell it keywords and hashtags, but it won't show you in your feed. <laughs> FYI, this is a weird thing for me to say. I mute absolutely everything to do with Star Trek uh, because I don't want any kind of spoilers and I don't, I try not to get drawn into the uh, arguments. Uh, I, from time to time, I will go out and search for Star Trek, but um, it, it, it is helpful to sometimes keep your, keep your timeline or your feed tidy. Um, so make, uh, make use of the mute function, especially if there's things like Star Trek Prodigy that um, could give you spoilers. Hashtag Star Trek Prodigy is probably the one that's going to be key. Um, oh, and also like the flip side, if you're talking about Star Trek Prodigy, please tag your tweets with hashtag Star Trek Prodigy. That way people will hopefully be able to avoid, you know, spoilers and such. Especially the people over in uh, in Europe, outside of the United States, they get it a day late, which is, um, they, they could easily get everything spoiled. Somebody totally spoiled Ted Lasso for me this week, and I was mad about that, um, even though I have that muted. So it's, uh, just be aware. Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm seeing some regulars in the chat. Thank you guys for coming. Tim, uh, Wardogheim, Anne, Paul, Christoph. Um, it's wonderful to see you guys all here. Uh, <laughs> BC is in there uh, as well. Um, BC, I have to apologize again because I have con I've still failed uh, to replace... Um, the uh the batteries in my moon so um right right so christoph in the chat asks uh is it allison exclusively or are you okay with ally or maybe prefer something else uh just don't call me late for dinner sorry i was gonna do but um but i didn't uh most people call me allison um a couple of really special people call me mummy, but that's <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah, it's usually Allison. Uh. So Christoph says that uh, seems most of Europe will not get Prodigy before next year when Paramount Plus starts here. Um, I'm going to check up on that because I, I actually thought it was coming out, but no, you're absolutely right. Um, Nickelodeon is something. Prodigy is technically a Nickelodeon show, and... It's, it's actually a little strange that it's coming out on Paramount Plus because it was supposed to come out on Nickelodeon first. And I think probably somebody cut a deal to make it a Paramount Plus exclusive. Uh, and then it will go to Nickelodeon. Um, but yeah, I don't know that Nickelodeon has a home necessarily outside of the United States. So we'll see. Okay, so let's catch up on the poll. Uh, I'm going to give you guys another minute or so um, to to vote on that if you would like to. Uh, and in the meantime, I'm going to flip over to Twitter and see what people are doing. So now the, the 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 Twitter poll has a has it's it's a day long, so it'll go overnight. If you haven't voted in that one yet, you can you can still affect the totals there. So the the poll question today was: Would you like to see a full length animated Star Trek film? Um, I probably would. I would probably take my kids if I didn't have kids to watch. I, I'm not sure that I would, but um, we'll see. And it depends on how amazing Prodigy is. That's my opinion. On Twitter, 
Uh, we are coming in at about, and this surprises me, 72.4% uh, of people have said yes, and 27.6% of people have said no. And that's interesting. I'm curious, you know, if you answered no to this, I'm curious why not. Um, is it because like animations for kids or you're just not into animation or maybe you really hate Star Trek, in which case, why are you here? Uh, but uh, I'm curious if you answered no, um, why not? Right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and end the poll here on YouTube and I'm going to it's going to take, it takes a minute to, to total everything up. Um, BC says, Allison, are you going to the Skirball Center Star Trek exhibit? I probably will. I'm not going out too, too much, um, at the moment because my daughter's not vaccinated yet. She's only 11. So we're waiting. Hopefully, um, there, there is promise that we might be able to get her vaccinated, uh, you know, soon hopefully like in the next month or something, that would be really great. Uh, but for the time being out of an abundance of caution, we're really just, you know, sticking locally and um, places where we know we can be safe or stay outdoors. But um, presuming it sticks around for a while. Uh, yes, I would love to go and see it. That was the the traveling exhibit. Uh, what's it called? It's not not exploring new worlds. Yeah. Yes. Star Trek exploring new worlds. I keep getting confused with strange new worlds. It's not. It predates Strange New Worlds by a long time. Um, okay, so the results are in of the poll. Would you like to see a full-length animated Star Trek film? Um, and of the people who voted in the chat, 75% of you said yes, and 25% uh, of you said no. So that's uh, funny. It's actually pretty consistent with the folks on Twitter. Uh, Maybe it's all the same folks, I don't know, uh, but I'm curious to see how that will will pan out. And of course, you know, it's all completely speculative at this point. Um, I like to believe that the elevation of Ramsey Naito to oversee Paramount uh, animation means that they're thinking about it, but uh, we will have to wait and see. All right. Right, so that's going to be it for today, uh, uh, this week in Daily Star Trek News. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining in the chat. Uh, it's lovely to see some familiar, some familiar faces, names. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, don't forget you should come and join us on YouTube uh, for extra chat and extra fun, uh, including the show and tell, which you can actually see, which will be helpful. Uh, and of course, remember, you can find all of this week's stories, including the ones that I talked about on the show today and a bunch of other ones on dailystartreknews.com. Com. Now, if you're missing your daily fix, the daily show, the daily podcast, I recommend subscribing to the Daily Star Trek newsletter. You can do that at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. You'll get all of those stories every day straight in your inbox. You don't have to do anything uh, and, and you'll get all the news that's uh, fit to print. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Thank you for joining me. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and it's written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.